This is Authenticated, the Diecast Collector's Podcast from Lionel Racing. The 75th anniversary of NASCAR got off to a thrilling start at Daytona International Speedway as the Daytona 500 Championship goes to Olive Branch, Mississippi's Ricky Stenhouse Jr., JTG Doherty Racing, getting the big trophy, the Harley J. Earl Trophy, out of the Daytona 500. A fantastic finish, double overtime, all kinds of craziness, all kinds of shenanigans. But in the end, it was a driver 47 going to victory lane, and it was a lot of fun. That race had just about everything. And uh, that's why we are coming to you right now from the shores of Daytona Beach. We can see the ocean. Well, it's dark right now, but I promise you on the other side of those blinds that you can't see, but we can, there's an ocean out there. And we've spent all weekend at Daytona International Speedway, a week plus, uh, weekend plus uh, there. And we have the sunburns and the stories to prove it. And we want to share them all with you now on this debut of the third season of the Authenticated Podcast. I will be your host for this undoubtedly thrilling uh, few minutes of NASCAR discussion here on Authenticated. My name is Matt Kenfield. Joining me on this roundtable discussion live, uh, we're recording it live at least, from Daytona uh, International Speedway, just a stone's throw from there. Uh, our kind of home base, our home camp over the last few days. Uh, Michelle Fannin, thank you so much for, uh, you know, being a part of this show because we were on the edge of our seats for, gosh, that race seemed to take seven hours, but we, we were on the edge of our seats until the checkered flag flew. We didn't know who was going to win, and even then we still didn't know who was going to win that race. No, we didn't, and exciting stuff for Ricky for sure. Um, we all know he's great at super speedways. He's won at Daytona, just not the 500, Talladega, and it's cool to see him. As we may talk about later, we do have a past history with Ricky at Lionel, and some of our fans may remember that, so we have some stories to tell about that, but um, good stuff at Daytona, and we've all had a good time. Carlene Marginian also dynamite job all week long on our social media content when the signal would allow you to do such <laughs> great things but uh you know this was another race where we saw a lot of comers and goers and you know some drivers that we weren't expecting necessarily to be up front I, you know certainly ricky stenhouse jr wasn't really on anybody's radar i don't think you know a 31 favorite uh, or 31 30 to 1 odds we heard at the end of the fox broadcast um but this race always seems to be an anomaly, right? Like, we can never plan for anyone to win this race until the, after the checkered flag. Oh, gosh, no. Even trying to bet on a race like this, any race in general, but especially the 500, don't even try because there are so many literal twists and turns that are going to happen and drivers going in and getting up front that you never saw were coming. Honestly, I didn't even see Kyle Busch getting up there, and then he did, and I was pretty freaking pumped about that. It was it was a time in Thomas Dubois, and I know that this race always means a lot to you. You love coming down to this race and having uh, a fun time. It's a lot of hard work. It's a lot of long days. And uh, when you get to celebrate a guy who hadn't won in six years, uh, you know, a, a victory, um, you know, it, it always tells a good story at least, you know what I mean? I know some NASCAR fans, you know, there's no discredit to any NASCAR driver. When a guy kind of 
flies under the radar, I guess you can say, but then he pulls off the win in the Great American Race. That's always a, a cool story for us at Lionel Racing to kind of tell that story uh, of a guy like Ricky Stenhouse Jr. winning the biggest race of the season. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's our, I mean, I've been coming out here since 2007, missed the year during our off season of, I'm not even going to use the word. I don't want to use the word. So we're going to say off season. <laughs> Michelle did. Right. I know. I, I refuse to say it. It's like, it's like Beetlejuice. You say it too many times, it'll happen. So don't say it a third time. So, yeah, you're right. And it's, it's exciting to come down here and see what's going to happen um, and to see who's going to win. Just because, you, as Carlene mentioned, you just never know. And all the years coming down, we've seen Denny. We've seen Trevor Bain. I mean, the Trevor Bain was a shock. So you just see all these shocks. And then Ricky. Ricky's not really a shock, but he's definitely an underdog in their garage. Well, so and he's a one-car team, right? Correct. So yeah. he didn't have the built-in help. Right. And then you see, but you saw Corey LaJoy running up front. Todd right. Gillen yeah. was coming up front a couple of times. Yep. So you, you, you have all these teams running. And that's Daytona, what makes Daytona so exciting because you just never know who's going to pull it off. And as you mentioned, the ending, where it was just like caution flag after caution flag. And we're like, it's going to dwindle down to someone's going to fight for it. So exciting finish and congratulations to Ricky. The, the die cast is online. Yes. And what, what hopefully when this... This uh, podcast release, we'll have, hopefully, we're going to ask for a dual auto elite uh, that's exclusive to RCCA members. So, a lot of cool things with that die cast. So, I think it'll be uh, a good one, a good one to definitely get your pre order in for. Yeah, definitely a great weekend of winners uh, from the duels on Thursday to the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series. I'm, I, I'm proud that I got it right on the there first time go. after yeah. so many years of the Camping World Truck Series, the Craftsman Truck Series returning. Uh, with the winner there, Zane Smith, and uh, of course with uh, Austin Hill taking the Xfinity Series win, all of those race win die cast, including Joey Logano's and Eric Almirola's uh, dual wins, currently available at Lionel Racing as well as other uh, authorized die cast dealers. Uh, but let's let's circle back to what you know we were all down here down here for was that Daytona 500, and uh, there late in the race we saw a lot of teams hooking yeah, up. Absolutely. You know the the RFK Racing uh, cars with uh, Busher and Keselowski, super strong, and then you saw the uh, uh, Richard Childress Racing cars with Kyle Busch and uh, Austin Dillon. Uh, you saw the Hendrick cars there together. You saw Byron and, and Larson, but that all went out the window in those overtime restarts um, and, and allowed a guy like Ricky Stenhouse Jr. who had no friends, like you talked about. He, he, he was all by himself. He was, uh, you know, the Lone Ranger out there, but they were all Lone Rangers uh, there towards the end, and, and we saw that with that aggressiveness too, and, uh, and, and I think that's what the end of these races are always so exciting because of that. You know, team orders be damned. You're just going to go for the win. It's every man and hopefully one day woman mm -hmm. <laughs> for him or herself, right? It's the freaking Daytona 500. So even though, like you said, you had Roush up there and then RCR with Kyle Busch and Austin Dillon, I mean, I don't really remember what restart it was, right? With Tony Stewart and Clint in the booth calling that, you know, hey, they're going to let Kyle Busch out mm -hmm. front. Didn't work out so well. But at the end of the race, you think Austin was going to let Kyle win if he had a shot to win the Daytona 500 again? I don't know. Me personally, I think he would have. Really? Because Pop Pop wants to see one of his cars go to victory lane. And it's his grandson. And, uh, but Austin's already won that race. Yeah, but come on. And, you know. I'd have punted him. It, hey, I'm not saying he would have been wrong for doing it either. <laughs> but, uh, you know. 
Kyle Busch running strong, and that was a backup car. You know what yeah, I mean? True. It, it, you know, the fact that he, he crashed pretty hard on Thursday in the duels, and we actually saw them working on that car. They actually wrapped the three cheese scheme over a number three right. mm-hmm. uh, in the garage. It was kind of. It was kind of wild watching them uh, go through that whole process. But um, let's even talk about the move, though, with four yeah. laps to go. I mean, am I wrong? Did it not seem soon? It was early. It was wait. If there was an eight single file, like eight of them, mm-hmm. if they would have just went to the end or even one to go, I didn't one to go. You'd be too scared because once you get to white, it's pretty much over. So maybe two to go, right? But four to go, I thought it was. Pretty, I it was with all the experience I have on the went. track, you know, <laughs> yeah, right. way more than Kyle Busch, right? I would have done it a little differently. Right, right. So if he'd have done it my right. way, I think we'd exactly. be talking about a different winner. We all winner. say that, right? We're all, we're all backseat drivers. Like, what, what I would have done. Well, <laughs> yeah. That's why I'm here on the fix. <laughs> That's why I'm here on this podcast. That's why you were on the fix. <laughs> and, and one not, day you uh, will be on the fix not, again. Uh, not driving a car on the track. But as we alluded to before we hit the record button, uh, Thomas Thomas is going to take uh, some credit for today's win uh, as a one-time hand model for Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Can we please share this story? Because, Thomas, uh, I, I hope there's an IMDB of hand models somewhere because Thomas would be in it, and yep. I, am, I am honored that we are in the presence of such... You hand- do have lovely bone structure right. in your hands. Yes. Can I just yes. say... Four even score and seven was, years ago. This is quite Marshall a long time era. ago. Your hobbies in cute <laughs> include <laughs> cuticle yeah. care. Was it like 2012? <laughs> it was after Trevor Bain won the 2011. So the 2012 <laughs> year, we did a, we had a signed deal with Trevor and Ricky. Ricky um, they did a commercial Jr. for us promoting um, the Lionel Diecast. Yeah. And uh, they remember the whole office scene where they fought over the car or something? We actually filmed it on Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s property. Yeah. um, In the old JRM office. Yeah. So if you find that commercial and you see those guys talking and fighting over the car, I think. Yeah. It was about different die casts. And they filmed their scene where they needed their faces to be shown. Right. And there were some different shots where Ricky was going to hold die cast. Mm -hmm. And he had places... To go, he's an important yeah. guy. Even you know, back then he was super important. Right. And yeah. so Thomas was there assisting, <laughs> and the producer noticed Thomas's lovely hands, and that <laughs> they weren't hands. so different from Ricky's. <laughs> and he said, "Hey, you know, Ricky needs That's, to go, and do you mind stepping in, Thomas? Here you are. And be the, Ricky's hand put your model. hands underneath this pretty hot lamp. <laughs> be on your knees at this table and spin the car around. So yeah, if you watch that commercial and you sit there and see Ricky talking about the car, like." Oh, look at the elite details and as the car is spinning around. That is actually my hands spinning the car around and flipping it over as Ricky's talking about it. But it was my hands and my sweat on my brow. We didn't see your brow. No, you didn't see me at all. You just saw my hands. Once again, Thomas, your hands worked some magic, didn't they? Always. But you got a little diva treatment. I mean, you got like oh, well, you your know, nails when clipped. When I saw the sweat, the lady, like, yeah, she, you, you know, powder she pat, puff on the my face. face. Yeah. It was nice. I, I kind a of cool felt drink. like what it might be like to be a driver or someone kind of famous. Did you get any extra money she out did of that my deal cuticles? No, we didn't. No, pay. I work for Lionel. I don't need money. You do it. For I have. The, a, I have you a, do it for the passion, for the, right? And you want to rephrase that a little bit for the passion I mean, it, it's it's true. We do we do it because we love it. And uh, anybody and, and one of the great things that we did uh, over this past week at Daytona National Speedway and all the great racing events around here is uh, we got to spend uh, Friday evening with about sixty RCCA members at Four River Smokehouse at One Daytona, which is a great shopping and dining uh, uh, spot right across 
across the street from Daytona International Speedway and Four Rivers. Uh, they roll out the red carpet for us every year that we've gone. This is now the second year that we've been there. Uh, food is fantastic. The staff is amazing. And uh, we got to spend a lot of time with some RCCA members and uh, gave some cool prizes away, got to talk with them. And of course, everybody got a great meal out of it. Um, but, and Thomas, I'll kind of let you, you know, kind of explain too, just th those members that were there and that come to all of our events, whether it's one of our suite race, you know, races where we do a suite or, you know, a member event, wherever it might be, they're dedicated and they're passionate and, and we share that same passion with them. And that's why we have those events. And, and you were very gracious with your time on Friday to help answer some questions that collectors have, you know, and Carlene does a great job with that on social. And we certainly use the podcast and other uh, multimedia forms to, uh, you know, address concerns and comments and questions and things like that uh, as best we can. But the passion that they have is matched by our entire staff. An opportunity like that, uh, you know, it, it's really good for them to learn kind of how we do things and kind of learn for, for us to learn what the collectors are looking for, too. Right. Yeah, those are always great events. I mean, once again, we had just another spectacular event. And just the things that happen. I mean, I think if everybody who's a die-cast collector really understands the passion that comes within that's the collecting, how others will go out of their way to help each other out, I mean... And it's just, it's just a really, I mean, and I'm not going to even put the person's name out there, but mm -hmm. we even had a member there give a car away, um, a Trevor Bain, Daytona Win Gold Elite, that he wanted to add to our items to give away. That's what it's really about. I mean, the collectors come, and I mean, you know, he could have sold it on eBay, he could have traded it for another diecast for himself, but instead, you know, he's like, I want to give this car away. But that's what, so, all the collectors there were like so excited, but I mean, that's really what it's about, helping each other out because you share the same passion. Now, it's funny because the same passion sometimes drive people to argue and fight because you're mad at someone's driver, you think something else stinks or oh, whatever. But at the end of the day, it boils down to the one word, that's passion. Everybody likes, has that passion for diecast, for the hobby. And it's really cool to see it. And so that's, like you mentioned, that's why we do those events because it also gives us an opportunity to show them how much passion we even have. I mean, we've all worked for this company for years and we have that passion to, to, to make the cars and to seek out the approvals and get the rights and to see it actually come from, you know, the infancy of what was art to a finished product and deliver it to the customers and the customers be so excited to see the finished product. And it's really cool to see. And that event also gave us a great opportunity to showcase something, uh, as we said at the beginning of that event, something that no one had seen before. Uh, other than the, you know, there's eight, eight of us, uh, you know, on this trip and we were some of the, you know, probably eight of the 10 people who had ever seen this car before. Uh, a, a new gold-plated elite car yes. that is uh, going to be offered. And, and I know you told a great story of kind of, you know, where this car began, you know, several generations ago, uh, and that we're bringing that car back, uh, you know, really well received. And I'll talk to Carlene about that in just a second. But, uh, you know, maybe let the fans that are just now hearing about this new gold car, uh, kind of what the story behind that is. Yeah, kudos, well, kudos first to Michelle and our production team for getting this on, because this was something, if you guys are familiar, we had the gold, and we had the uh, white gold and platinum cars back in the day. And basically the factory just come back and said, it's one, it's just too expensive. The, right. the materials are too expensive um, to coat uh, plate, to plate, uh, coat, plate the die cast. Um, uh, maybe you can even add to that, but Michelle basically come to me and said, we can, the factory's basically said we can do a gold again. Would you like to do it? I'm like, heck yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, but we needed to see a sample of it. We need to see a sample. And so we've seen that we got a sample and it looks great. So for the first time, if you guys have not heard already, yes, we're going to um, actually, release Jimmy Johnson's Carvana gold car. And it's going to be strictly limited to 36 pieces. Um, it's going to be a timed release. 
we have not just released that time yet because basically we're going to probably send out an email that says you have to call on this day by this time or something like that. We're so we're going to those details, but it's going to be. And we'll a have really a sample of it to finish. show everybody. Right, we're waiting till the sample comes in. So we're just so excited because that car. It's been so long. I can't even remember when the Gosh, last time we did it. Twenty. Four, 13, I think it's maybe? 2013, 2014. Yeah, it was somewhere a few around years there. after I started. Maybe Lionel. one of you guys, maybe one of someone who's listening, will know and yeah. can message you guys and remind us because I can't think of it off the top of my head. But it definitely was not long after 2011. It's a Over and stuff. Yeah, they, they just, you know, things started kind of changing over with you know cost of things, and then the factory was like just too expensive. But the gold looks amazing. If you haven't seen it, it's posted on our Twitter, right? All Is socials. It? All yes. socials. Okay, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Check that diecast out. That's a Kyle Larson. I know people. I've seen some people say. Oh, it's, I, I don't you know, want that car washer. Yeah, that was just a sample mm -hmm. of the factory to show car. us the right. quality of what they yeah, can right. do. So the first one to be unveiled will be Jimmy Johnson's Carvana. So you want to check that out for sure. And definitely more to come. Right, mm -hmm. absolutely. And the, and the feedback to that, Carlene, is kind of where I was hitting at that. Uh, that was one thing where it was overwhelmingly positive, I guess we can say, about what fans were saying about that car. Yes, which is always so nice to hear. And I love reading all those comments and sharing them with everyone who's here at Lionel. And... Every single form we put it on, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, nothing but positivity. A lot of people wondering why Larson, how can I get that car? And, you, you know, telling them again, this is just a sample to get everyone excited. Like, stay tuned for what's to come. So I know people are going to be pumped when they see the Jimmy one come out. It's going to be beautiful. I can't wait. And I'm really excited to see the positivity and the excitement that comes around that, especially doing it, which... I wasn't around back then, but I heard this Thursday Thunder thing, and it seems right. like that's what we're bringing back with this car, and I'm pumped just to see that. Yeah, we're hoping to give it a similar feel to Thursday Thunder, um, and that for those who are listening and know what that is, Thursday Thunder was a little bit different because you had to place an order, and we randomly selected cars, and there was a lot of drama behind right. who got selected, so, right. so we're not planning to do that part of it, but it will be like a, probably a Thursday or some type of call-in and limited strictly one per member, yeah. 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 But important thing to note, too, um, is like we're not going to do every special car like we did in the past too. We used to do a lot of the special, a lot of cars, and this would be one-offs. Probably some race wins, something right. unique, unique story like mm -hmm. Johnson coming back, or maybe someone's first win, maybe something. I don't, we'll figure that out. But it's definitely going to be more limited and very unique, and I think people are going to love it. And, and it's not going to be built to order. We're going to pick a number and kind of, kind of go from there and make it um, kind of sought after a little bit. That just cool. adds to the excitement of the collectability of it, which I know is such a big thing, obviously, for our collectors. Yeah. But they love those low numbers. I have this, and it's super special yeah. kind of a They vibe. get torn about it because everybody's like, well, I want it, mm -hmm. but I want to miss it because you're going to leave a hole in my collection. We get that. But at the same time, the, the part of collecting a diecast that's so cool is the hunt. The right. hunt for Absolutely. You know what I mean? The hunt for that, that piece and that, that, that piece you got to have. You know what I mean? That's, I mean, you know. I, it's funny because we, you know, we were talking about even about that Jimmy Means car. Mm -hmm. that, I don't know if we ever shared that story before, but even like on the thing or not, know, where yeah. you got me that Jimmy Means car. That was, that was funny because I was like, I had this Jimmy Means car, 164 well, car. Let's and then give I the backstory that. on that because <laughs> it's actually a really cool story. Yeah. So that if anybody remembers the old, it was Racing Champions car, right? Back yes. back then it was a number 52 Jimmy Means. It was actually, the car itself was sponsored by Alka-Seltzer, yes, but they couldn't put Alka-Seltzer on the car, so it was just a plain baby blue kid, car. they don't want me drinking Alka-Seltzer. <laughs> <laughs> right. That was back before, you know, eating Tide Pods was cool, you know, yeah, you right. could right. overdose on Alka-Seltzer. But just give a quick recap on that story it's a great story so i think i told it on the podcast didn't i didn't i tell it you might have but that was a while ago and i said i used to have 164s and i said man and i had all these 164 racing champions as a kid and, and i loved them all and I had them all on the wall and i said believe i don't know why but i remember it was the alka-seltzer car the jim means was like a hot car and you could not like going back to you can't find that car right and i remember you could not find that car 
and I'm a kid and I, I finally found it at a flea market one day and a guy had one, one. And it was like 20, 25 bucks. And I remember thinking, holy smokes, that's so much money. This is crazy. Cause you know, they were like five bucks or whatever. And I was like, but I hadn't saved my money. I, I was like, I'm just gonna, make, I have to have that car. And I said, when I, you know, as you got older, I'm like, ah, you know, I don't need these little cars anymore. So I got rid of them all. And I remember saying on the podcast, that I said, man, that, I don't know why that one stuck in my head is the one that I really hated I got rid of just because it, it was one I had to hunt down. And there was a story behind it. And that's what diecast going about. Mm-hmm. Because normally there's a story to your mm-hmm. diecast. Where did you get it? Why did you get it? Where were you at when you got it? And that, of all those cars, you're like, Jimmy Means? But that one car, it took me so long to find. And when I found it, and then so we did this whole Christmas thing at work. Uh, Secret Santa. Secret Santa, thank yeah. you. And uh, Carlene got my name. And lo and behold, I get a little gift card. And in the bag with the gift card was the Jimmy Means awesome. 164 <laughs> Race Champion car. That car is in my office today. Yep. Going, it will not go anywhere again. It will always stay with me. I'll tell someone just to bury it with me this time because it will not <laughs> yeah. go anywhere. You are not getting rid of that car <laughs> now, right? Not getting rid of that car this time. Yeah, uh, that, that, and that's awesome. And, and we even spent some time uh, talking to some members at that RCCA event the other night, uh, and, and they told similar stories. You know, their their favorite diecast isn't necessarily their favorite driver's diecast. You know, there, there's a similar story like that, and I'm sure everybody that's listening to this can say that you know a similar story. Uh, you know, the, their favorite driver, it could be their favorite driver, but maybe they just have a favorite car because it's, you know, they've got a story to tell with it. And that's what our diecasts do. And, um, you know, all you Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Uh, fans, and I, I know there's, he's got some passionate fans, even on our Lionel team. We saw some social media stuff. Oh my goodness <laughs> some gracious. of our uh, Lionel retail store employees going absolutely ape poo crazy over uh, Ricky Stenhouse you Jr. You love to see it, though. Uh, it, it, that's why we do what we do, right? And and that's why we enjoy you know sports in general, but certainly NASCAR because it gives you something to, you know if you're going to sit on the couch for four or five hours, you want your guy to win, right? Of course, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's good, and uh, you know Thomas has been to a lot of Daytona 500s. I know Michelle, what what number Daytona 500 is this I for think you? Thirteen, maybe. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Sure. This is my uh, eighth, I think, Daytona 500. But I've been coming down to Florida Speed Weeks from the short track stuff to Daytona for half my life, basically, for almost 20 years, for, yeah, just that 20 years now. Um, But what I was looking forward to the most of this entire race, this entire week, is to see it from fresh eyes. Yep. And, Carlene, this was your first Daytona 500 experience. Yes, my very first one. So, you know, we've been here for almost a full week now. How, what, what, what will you look back on as some of the highlights of your Daytona 500 experience? The ones that you can share at least. Right, right. (laughs) No censor. Honestly, like with this race, and I've been to quite a few different ones, whether they be super speedways or short tracks, or I've, I've started to kind of travel more tracks lately, but the 500, the whole week of it really just felt so grand. Like, just being in Daytona, it's advertised everywhere. There's just this like electric feel. The minute we got out of the car when we first got here Monday and got dinner at one Daytona, like that alone, the track is right there. Like you can throw a rock and hit it. It blew my mind at just how grand it was. And then leading up to it and seeing the fan zone and all the stuff they've got for the 75th, that made it even cooler for me that it's the 75th anniversary and we got to do all those celebratory things with them. Um, and take our car there, which was really cool. Um, But today in walking around and all the different people that are there and 
we got there bright and early. So yeah. watching the stands fill up throughout the day, I mean, it was a sold out race infield and in the seats. So that just put it into perspective of this goes from just another track to a grand event. Yeah. Right. It's crazy. And you can't fully like grasp it until you see it. We one of one of my favorite parts of the, of race day today is uh, Michelle, Carlene, and I got to go out on the front stretch, yes, and literally yes. the only people that were on the entire you know front half of the racetrack was security people and the three of us. <laughs> that was awesome, <laughs> and uh, you know it was quiet and it was peaceful and all that stuff, and we shot some really cool stuff that uh, you will be seeing in due time um, uh, on our social media channels and things like that, um, but. You know, like I said, we were the only ones there uh, doing the, some really cool stuff on the front stretch. And we turned around, and then Dirk Spentley starts doing, you sound know, check. Sound, sound check for his concert. And again, there's maybe three people all with Dirk's teams because they all had the all-access passes mm -hmm. and stuff. And then there was the three of us yeah. and security people. So we kind of had the whole joint to ourselves. But it wasn't probably three and a half minutes we look back into the front stretch, well, like right where we were just shooting stuff, mm -hmm. and there's probably 300 people standing at the start finish line. <laughs> it it was the gate. It yeah. was unreal just to go from, you know, just this quiet, peaceful, serene thing to a full blown flipping party, right? Chaos quickly. <laughs> it really did. Yes. But that's the Daytona 500. Absolutely. Uh, you know, we saw it firsthand that this race. And NASCAR races in general, and we're starting to see that, you know, especially as we start to go to like Chicago and, and different markets and things like that and different types of events. It's not just four or five hundred miles of cars going around in circles anymore. It is a full blown party. There's concerts. There's fun things to do. I saw just walking through the fan zone today. I saw more people in the 18 to 35 demographic than I've ever seen in a NASCAR race. Absolutely. There were college kids with no shirts on and mullets and God knows whatever else that they were, you know, rocking, imbibing <laughs> on, you know what I mean? They were, they were having a great time. Whether, you know, it's hard to tell if that was their first race or not, but those aren't your typical NASCAR fans. You know what I mean? When, NASCAR fans are listening to this podcast right now, but if anyone isn't necessarily a NASCAR fan that's listening to this, you will you can be a nascar fan yeah. if you just like to have a good time and oh by the way there's cars going around in circles yeah but they're loud they're powerful they smell awesome you know what they i mean like great and i think we we heard a lot of that like in the media center you know tiffany haddish you know right. a famous comedian she was like look i knew that when michael jordan got involved in this yep. sport mm -hmm. it was the place to be because he's not going to just you know do something for the hell of it he doesn't put his name on just anything right and yeah. we saw celebrities that you wouldn't expect to see. Go Pete ahead, Davidson. Right. My gosh. Yeah, and and those weren't even the celebrities that like Pete Davidson wasn't even supposed to be there. You know, he right. wasn't he wasn't on the, the on the driver or the roster of people that were supposed to be there tonight. Um, but it just kind of shows that this is the type of event that transcends sports. You know, you don't have to be a NASCAR fan to enjoy and want to participate in the Daytona 500. And we've all been to races all around the country. And this is the one race that we look forward to the most. Hands down. You know, 100%. for that reason. Because there's just so much to do and see and experience. And we saw just giving away some prizes today, right, Carlene? It was, mm -hmm. it, it was unreal just to see these kids. And, and, you know, we were giving stuff away to kids and grown-ups and all that. 
But just, I, I don't think we saw, we talked to anybody in the dozen or so people that we talked to, you know, for prizes and giveaways and things like that. I think it was every single one of them. It was their first Daytona 500. Uh, it was like surprising to me how many people said, yes, this is my first time. Right. It was very right. unexpected. And like in the infield too, like I, my first race was in the stands. I really thought that's all you, you did. Right. Mm -hmm. But no, the amount of people who are like, we're here, we're in the infield, we're doing it all, getting the full experience. And it was their first time was such an exciting thing to hear. Yeah, I, I'm, th this will always be a special race. I, I don't care uh, anything about it. And it's always it's going to be a special race for Ricky Stenhouse Jr. And, um, you know, got married in the off season, And that, next thing you know, he's winning the Daytona 500. So uh, listen up, all you single drivers. Go ahead <laughs> Put a and, ring on it. Yeah, I was going to say, go ahead and get hitched before next Daytona and you go to victory lane. Um, but... Yeah, what what I'm you know, I, I'm always a, a big you know, I'm a supporter of of the little guy, right? And mm -hmm. you know, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Is, this is his third Cup win, been around a long time, super successful dirt racer before he got to NASCAR, um, still is a successful dirt racer, you know, in his spare time too. Um, but JTD JTG Doherty, you know, always has been that little engine that could, mm -hmm. right? And they, I don't believe that. The Geschechter family and Brad Doherty that are involved in, in, J, in JTG, they are appreciated for what they do mm -hmm. because they have that great relationship with Kroger and all of their brands. Every race is sold. Yeah, they're fully sponsored. You know, yeah. and they have been for years. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and that's unheard of in NASCAR. You know, even, even those sponsors like, you know, Denny Hamlin's had FedEx for a long time, but even they, you know, right. he has other sponsors in that realm right. now. Right. But, you know, the fact that they are fully sold every single year, they, they definitely ride waves. You know, sometimes they're more successful than, than others and things like that. But they're always there. They're always putting, you know, the cars always look good. Whatever yes. sponsors they have, that's one thing that they've never had an issue with is looking good. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's, it's great to see a team like that succeed. It is. And to see them go to victory lane in the Daytona 500. So... Um, you know, it was the, like I said, the little engine that could, but they, they made it happen. And, and I'm, I'm pretty excited for all of them to, uh, go to victory lane, uh, in the great American race. And, you know, this, uh, this race win die cast is, it, it's going to be a memorable one. Cause I don't think any of us saw Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Uh, go into victory lane. And it's one I'm going to add to my collection because, you know, I like to collect the ones that, uh, of the races that I go to. And I think there's a lot of race fans that are the same way, right? Like we hear that all the time. Like, Constantly. I want that race win. I don't even like the guy, but he won the race I was at. Yeah, so it's a memory. It's a way to capture a memory. Absolutely. Uh, same thing, too, with the Xfinity race with uh, Austin Hill going to victory lane last night, or excuse me, Saturday night. And uh, um, second year in a row, we, we had two multiple yeah, or yeah. two repeat winners uh, with Zane Smith uh, starting his championship defense uh, the same way he started his championship season in victory lane at Daytona. Uh, in the Craftsman Truck Series race on Friday, and then Austin Hill in that Bennett Transportation and Logistics, uh, number 21 for RCR, going to victory lane on Saturday in the Xfinity Series race, and another wild uh, race, too. Um, we, we were even saying as we were watching the end of this race, you know, where you have to go to video review to see who wins the race. That's right. the second straight day we've had to do that. Uh, the Xfinity race took a little bit longer than the Cup race did, uh, but, you know, that just shows how exciting and how, you know, unpredictable these races can be. Thomas, what would you say your highlight of Daytona 500 week uh, 2023 has been? 
Man, I don't know. It's hard to pinpoint. We had so many good moments. I mean, we had our, like a, we had our uh, Daytona, probably just the event. I mean, you know, I always like when we just get with the members because, like I said, the, the, the cool thing that happened with the member giving a car away, just being with them, getting the opportunity to talk to them and share our passion as a company because a lot of people don't get to see that. They just see online stuff. They see the social media mm-hmm. stuff, but they don't really see the true passion, I don't think, that goes behind the work. And then when they, when they talk to us, they I think they really understand where we come from after we really get to talk to them. And, but it's just a good time hanging with them. Um, and obviously just, um, I mean, I'm a Florida person. Being here, palm trees, sun, <laughs> yes. warm weather. You know, we haven't seen, we've seen rain, cold and stuff here lately in North Carolina. So, yeah. But yeah, I think, I think just hang with the members. We do it every year just because we love to do it. So, right. you know, once again, another great event. Fantastic food at Four Rivers. Give those people a try if you're down here. But um, yes. yeah, hands down, I think that's, just just being here for the overall event, but our, having an event with our with a, some diehard collectors is always great. How about you, Michelle? What would you say your uh, highlight would, was of Daytona 500 week? Well, I like coming down here with all you guys. I think it's yeah. a good way to kick off the NASCAR season and start anew and afresh as a company as we delve into all the craziness that becomes a new season. And we all love the sport, and I think it's a lot of fun to go to the races with people who like the sport. And, you know, we always make good memories down here, whether it's at the track or away from the track after hours. So um, <laughs> it's always a blast. For sure. And, and I got to give a shout out to our John Strizzi and Joel Lapsley, too, because they're in our uh, <laughs> in, in our headquarters right now being super duper quiet. And, and, and they're hungry. And, and they're waiting for us to wrap this up because they're starting to get some hangry. And, I'm, and I'm, if, if you folks at home are listening and you can hear bellies rumbling, that would be Joel and John. But uh, John was a star of this episode last year. Uh, you know, we we joke all the time. John was that was his one and only episode he was ever on. And the ratings were better for that show than they were when we had the reigning Xfinity Series champ on on our show the next week. So if the ratings suck this time, we're all going to just stop doing this podcast and it's just going to be the John Show uh, moving forward. So, (laughs) But, um, you know, we definitely appreciate everybody tuning in. This is going to kick off a a new season of the Authenticated Podcast. we got a lot of cool stuff coming, uh, a lot of cool uh, multimedia content uh, planned for this year. And, uh, you know, Certainly some new new and exciting die-cast things, too, and that's really what it's all about, right? You know, it's not just this gold car. We've got some really cool things on the horizon, uh, some new programs, some drivers that we haven't offered die-cast for in a long time uh, going to be offered, uh, you know, in 2023, and races and events that, you know, have never been made in die-cast form being, you know, re- released in 2023. Uh, so... We, again, we, we love what we do, and we love providing new things for our customers that are really going to, you know, turn some heads and really make, them, make you folks happy. So that's what we're here to do. We are people pleasers. We are people people. That we are. Yes. But it's going to wrap up the show here today. Uh, allow us to go. Uh, uh, Joel was tasked to find us someplace to go eat. So as soon as Preferably we. Preferably Mexican. Yes. And then, so there. if. Uh, Joel. <laughs> yeah, so no, no pressure, Joel. But uh, we, we will wrap this show up. We will be back in our North Carolina headquarters for some upcoming shows here in the next couple of weeks. So we'll definitely get uh, a lot of cool stuff headed your way on the Authenticated Podcast. For Michelle, Carlene, and Thomas, I am Matt. We appreciate you tuning in uh, to our special Daytona 500 edition. And congratulations to Ricky Stenhouse Jr. for be- becoming the 2023 champion of the Daytona 500. Follow Lionel Racing on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok, and use hashtag AuthenticatedFan.